welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. My name's Cheyenne. And I'm Gina. Class is now in session, and today we're going to be talking about queer friend groups. Gina, are you in a queer friend group? Yeah, I I am. It's had some changes over the over the yeah. past couple years, but um, yes, absolutely. I have I have straight friends too. You know, <laughs> that was so my I next question. I was like, do you have any straight friends anymore? Yeah, but my straight friends are from my childhood, and my gay friends mm-hmm. are ones I made as adults. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So, are they exes? Did you make them at work? It, like, how did you meet them? My friend group has culminated through Tinder matches that didn't actually yep. work out, or mm-hmm. when so when my uh, when me and my one friend matched. I matched her because her bio said I'm moving to Arizona and I need friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, word. And so it was always platonic with us Mm -hmm. um, because immediately I was like, hi, be my friend. She says Mm -hmm. I like friend zoned her immediately. Um, And I did because I wanted (laughs) friends. And then our other friend, we met because she went on a tinder date with my ex and then she came to our thanksgiving and then me and my other friend were like wait she's cool so now she hangs out with us and not my ex but i am still friends with my ex she's just more of a homebody (laughs) it's all very like it's a lesbian chart cloud yeah so um tinder is the answer (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah i definitely relate there i have quite a few friends that I met on dating apps and online in general. Uh, Did you have a lot of like queer friends when you first came out? So my friends from like childhood, childhood are Mm -hmm. straight, have always been straight, Mm -hmm. are going to be straight forever. Um, And then in college, what's so interesting is I had a group of friends that when we first all met each other, we identified as straight. And by the end of college, almost none of us identified as straight. Yeah. And actually that surprised me. I wasn't like, I wouldn't have foreseen that going into like that mm-hmm. friend group, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I am. When I first came out, I had like a few queer friends and then like slowly over the years, the more and more of them have come out. The ones that I've like retained or just like made over the years, they've also like either already been out or come out since I befriended them. So I have like a handful of like straight friends still and like straight acquaintances, but most of my friends are like queer. Like, and like, it's really weird because even some of my childhood friends who I'm not close with anymore like the one girl I grew up with she got married to a woman a few years ago and I'm just like Mm. I've just always been surrounded and I had like no idea but like that's compact for you I feel like a lot of us don't have any idea so one of our first questions is actually where where do I get a queer friend group how do I find more queer friends I have no idea how to make queer friends but I know it helps me feel seen and understood any tips so we both kind of said dating apps but I know a lot of people have beef with you know people on dating apps that have in their bio just looking for friends and like sometimes people are cool with that and sometimes people are like I'm trying to hook up I'm trying to go on dates it's like hard because I feel like I mean that's where like like Bumble has the BFF feature have you ever used Bumble BFF to try and make friends actually I was gonna say that I haven't actually used Tinder since I was single but I did get on Bumble BFF and I have had success with it. But to be honest, it is 
kind of, you do have to kind of treat it like a dating app. Like mm-hmm. if you already have a partner and friends and you're just kind of like passively looking for friends, you're definitely not going to make any friends yeah. on there. But like, there was a period of time where I was messaging people and actively swiping and things. And then I ended up going to a farmer's market to meet somebody. And so another question is like, how do you make friends without going to gay bars? This friend, I probably could have gone to a gay bar with her, but we were talking about things to do around town. She was new in town. She mentioned the farmer's market and I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. We should go. I'll meet you there. But I mean, again, another question, what do you do when you and your girlfriend are homebodies and you want to make queer friends? I mean, I would think that a farmer's market is pretty low commitment because it's like you're there for an hour um, and you can do it like a Sunday morning was this farmer's market. (laughs) So it was pretty chill. Um, but it's hard because I met her on Bumble BFF. We did have a really nice day at the farmer's market. She even came back and hung out with me and my girlfriend after for a little bit, but then we haven't really solidified too much after that. It's been a lot of like asking each other to meet up and then not really actually following through with that. And so I I like, I kind of consider her a friend still. Cause like I could text her and invite her to things, but I also only saw her that one time. Mm-hmm. So it, it is hard, honestly, to make friends as an adult and bars do, I think, make things easier because it is really easy to make drunk friends. But yeah. I did have and success on Bumble BFF. Yeah, yeah. It's less, I feel like friend dates are so much more, I, I mean, maybe it's just because I've been on more like regular dates, but hanging out with someone in a friend setting for the first few times, especially one-on-one is so nerve wracking to me because if someone rejects me romantically or sexually or whatever, I can like handle that blow to my ego, but I'm like, damn, you don't want to be my friend. What's wrong yeah. with me? And like, not everyone's for everyone. And like, sometimes it is just a case of like schedules not lining up or feeling awkward. Like you like them, but it feels awkward. So you like want to get to know them, but you want to get past that awkward stage. I definitely relate to this person who asked the question about being a homebody because I am in Mm -hmm. my, I was going to say no new friends era, but I'm in my like no friends era. (laughs) era. I like don't hang out with anyone. I just sit at home and read books all the time. So yeah, (laughs) it's really bad. And it's so easy to just like cuddle up with your girlfriend and never leave the house and and read all these books and stay Mm -hmm. in that like universe. I try and find a balance where like, if I haven't seen my friends in a while, I'll make an effort like, Hey, all we should do something or at least for occasions. Like we did Thanksgiving, we did new year's and now there's not as much going on this time of the year, but like, maybe we do, you know, like a friend's Valentine's day, something Uh, it's, it's hard because it's so easy to just like chill at home. I need people who are going to like pull me out of the house and like make me go do things, but like things I really want to go do. I have actually been thinking a while ago, I was going to join a roller derby team but I got scared and I didn't but I've been like Mm -hmm. considering that again just so I can like you know interact with other humans and like get out of the house but also I have like a lot on my plate so I don't know if I have time to be part of a sports team see I want friends that aren't necessarily going to drag me out of the house and Mm -hmm. if it is to it to a drag show, please. <laughs> I want to the friends drag. that are going to come over yes. and like no, watch drag race with place. me. That's what I, I want know. too. I want to, I just want to hang out and like play games and like yes. get drunk at home and not like go be around people <laughs> and like maybe and go do fun stuff once in like, a while. That is something that my friend group will do. Like we would just like sit, play games and like get drunk at what, like someone's house or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah it's definitely not easy to like make new friends that way yeah yeah I had that for a while and then it just kind of dissipated and it's really sad um but anyways to make friends without going to gay bars I'd say like join some activity whether that's like maybe volunteering at the farmer's market that Gina (laughs) mentioned or you know joining a sports team if you're into that or like joining some sort of um art collective or taking art classes like my problem with my city is we don't have anything cool it's all Mm. like it's like rib cook-offs and I don't know something with oh that sounds intriguing it's just very like straight and very um straight (laughs) I don't know it's just like not what like I was talking to my therapist about trying to meet new people and she was like telling me things I could go do and I was like I don't want to do that and I probably wouldn't like the people that I met like I don't want to join a bowling team number one number two I hate bowling right number three there probably are some other queer people like sprinkled in there but it's probably like a lot of older like middle-aged men I know for a fact there's not like a queer bowling league in my city so it definitely makes yeah there's a queer softball team here kickball or something and I don't really want to do the sports but like if y'all are gonna go drink and and eat somewhere after I'll I'll come right can I be your slutty cheerleader on this exactly (laughs) yeah it's really hard to meet people not online if if you don't (laughs) want to use a dating app you can use hot mess being hotties another shameless plug for that I know a lot of people have met friends on there including my friend's girlfriend has like traveled all over and met a bunch of friends from it so that's definitely an option but like it can be tough you really have to like put yourself out there and that's the hard part especially if you're a homebody Um, yeah so how do you find queer friends in a new city. I know you moved across the country, Gina. So do you want to? Yeah, I actually think that's like an easier way to do it because, Mm -hmm. and I am, I am lucky that I live in a place where a lot of people have moved here. Like it's very much a transplant city. It's rare actually that I meet people who grew up here. Not that I haven't, but it's not the norm. And so that was kind of lucky for me in the sense of like, a lot of people are trying to find new friends. There's a lot of energy of like, just moved here. Or even, you know, now that I have been here for several years, that doesn't mean that I'm not open to new friends still. So like, I don't yeah. know, it's kind of nice. I, my friends are from all over the US. So I feel like all the things that we just said, you know, in finding dating apps or places to go or whatever, finding people in a new city, you have the best excuse. Like, I need to be shown around. I haven't seen this yet. I want to check this out. Everything's new. So there's a million things to do. Even if you're in Cheyenne's beer drinking, you know, whatever city I'm just kidding, but there's, I'm sure there's wineries, beer gardens, museums, like there are things. And obviously everyone's going to have different interests, but if you can find somebody that just is down to explore with you, you've got a friend and you've got a million things to do. So I think it's easier than if you're in a city where you already like know everybody, then like, how are you going to find anybody new? It's so much easier when you Mm -hmm. go somewhere new, especially big cities like LA and any city in Arizona that are transplanty, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I feel like my city, like we have like one tiny art museum, which I've been to, like, they don't change it that much. You know what I mean? So like, I don't have that excuse of like going out and doing those things yeah but if you're new like everything is new and exciting so even like quote-unquote boring things or things that aren't as exciting to the locals will be exciting to you so I yeah love that advice um so both of us have been out of school for a long time but another question we got was how do I find the nice cool gays at school 
Um, I didn't have I had, like <laughs> it's so weird. Can I just say how hard yeah. this question is to answer? Because like I when I was in school, I don't know that I was like I knew that I I don't think I knew I was gay. So like how would they yeah. found me? Because I wasn't I, I wasn't was the one nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you yet. have like a gay straight alliance at your school? We did, and I was a part of it. And actually, I have the answer now that I just thought of it. Because here's where <laughs> yeah. I met all the gays in my school. The theater, theater program. Yeah, that's <laughs> that reminds me of that one question we got the one time though. That was like, how do I stop getting theater gays on dating apps? And it's like a lot of gay people are into theater. Not all, but I met a decent amount that aren't. But that's like where I would probably flock to. Like looking back, we had like a GSA, but it was not necessarily where the cool kids hung out, but like, it depends mm. what your definition of cool is. Um, no, like fair. I'm sure those people were very like nice and like we had it like my freshman year and, and then it just disappeared. So that wouldn't have been an option anyways. But most of my queer friends were in theater or like chorus or band. So yep. kind of gravitate to those activities, I would say. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And you know what? They're fun. Like even if you don't, have any rhythm or you can't sing a tune, like just go in the back. Totally. They need stage crew. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Decorate the sets, design the costumes, man the lights. Like there are options if you don't want to be on stage. All right. Well, we've got through a lot of questions about making friends. So Mm -hmm. now you're in a queer friend group and we got a lot of questions around sexual tension. So here's specifically, what do I do about sexual tension with friends? I'm not single. And when does it become weird when you're not single? Like the first time that you get the vibe that like, this is getting kind of weird. That's when it becomes weird. Like I can't, there's no, when this happens or when that happens, there's not like a specific set of things because we all have different boundaries and values and like our partners are different. Um, So really that's just a discussion you have to have with your partner about what they are and aren't okay with. Like my one ex used to like have her friends like sit on her lap and like hold hands with them in front of me and like cuddle. Mm. And like, I wasn't cool with that. And she was like, it's strictly platonic. And even if they were like straight girls, I was still like, that's weird. Why don't you want to hold my hand and cuddle me? Like, why are you over there (laughs) holding that person's hand and cuddling them? And I do think like intimacy in all forms is important, but it was like a boundary that I had what I wasn't comfortable with. So you just really have to have that conversation with your partner. We did have our episode on homoerotic friendships and we talked a lot about this and about the tension. So I would go back and listen to that uh, to help answer this question because we delve into this a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree. And there is a line where it stops being fun and funny and starts being a little uncomfortable. And that's where things start Mm -hmm. to get weird. And this question also paired with um, another question we got, what do you do about unrequited sexual tension? So there was a time in my friend group where one of our friends very clearly had a crush on another one of my friends. We're not friends mm-hmm. with this person anymore, but so they had a, so much of a crush that they were making it kind of uncomfortable for the rest of us at times because like every joke centered around the fact that they had a crush and like everything came back to it. And it, mm-hmm. it got to be like so much that the friend who didn't really so much have a crush back, she's bisexual and she had to have a conversation like, hey, 
these jokes are one thing if it's just us, but like Loki, you're cock blocking me because you're doing this around people that I'm trying to like pursue. And then they think that like, we have a situationship or something because of the jokes you're making. And like, mm-hmm. I need you to cool it because like, you're not, I'm not getting laid because y- they think that there's something between us. And like, how was that received? Was- actually pretty well especially because we were all drunk when we had this conversation but I will say that this friend is really good at setting boundaries and so once she put that up there was a a clear difference in in the way that the other friend acted Mm -hmm. but it was definitely like this could get real uncomfortable real quick and it's because like Mm -hmm it stopped being funny. It was, yeah. we got to the point of being weird because it wasn't a back and forth joke anymore. Like yeah. we could tell that the one person was getting uncomfortable. We could tell it wasn't like reciprocated and it just never stopped. And like, I don't know, yeah. I'm glad it stopped now. And I'm glad that yeah. she set the boundary because it was, it was really getting to be a lot. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm surprised, honestly, that that person was able to handle that boundary because you think like, I mean, that shows maturity on their end because I know a lot of people who would hear that and be like, now I'm going to flirt with you even harder in front of these people. But I love that your friend has good boundaries and that the other person was receptive to it because that could have gone south really fast um, if that person was petty enough. Well, if they respected all the boundaries, then we yeah, would, they would be still be friends bad. with them, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, they did have grace in that moment. I will admit. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was uh, good for them at that time. Um, another question we got was how do I have good boundaries with friends? And we have a whole episode on boundaries and I believe we answered this question similar to this there. Yeah. Another throwback. If you want to go listen to that, um, I would say be upfront about what you can and can't handle, but not in like, I'm seeing a big trend of people on the internet, like supplying others with like templates for how to have a friend breakup or how to say this to a friend, but it all just sounds very corporate and like you're an HR manager talking to an employee. So you have to like find the balance Uh. between getting your point across, but then also like having empathy and sounding like a person <laughs> um sure. which is hard as someone who does need templates like that for certain situations um but yeah I, I would take those with a grain of salt but I think the communication is always key there yeah and it's it's a matter of being honest because if you don't set the boundaries with friends what that leads to is, is resentment because they Mm -hmm. don't even know that they're doing something that bothers you. And instead it's just bothering you and bothering you. Yeah. And then eventually you hate them. And then it's not even their fault. They didn't know the whole time. I mean, it's not that it's your fault, but like you have to be honest with people or else you're not even giving them a chance to, you know, respect your boundaries in the first place. So mm-hmm. like we said, communication is super important. And we talk all about how to set those boundaries accurately in that episode. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, so going back to the boundaries and the weird tension in friend groups, another mm-hmm. question or set of questions we got, I should say is, I don't know if it's just me, but I have such a hard time not fucking my other gay friends help. And then someone else said, why do we all get involved with each other? Someone else said, why does every group of queer people want to fuck each other? I'm tired. I just want friends. Yes. Well, I think that in, okay. In any friend group, people 
get around. Okay. Because even when I was in heterosexual friend mm-hmm. groups, we swapped partners all the time. People yeah. were homie hoppers. That is not just a queer <laughs> look thing. at, look at a high school theater <laughs> group. They're not all Literally. gay and they're all <laughs> dating each other. Part of it is that that's the people you're exposed to. Mm-hmm. You already like them as a friend. And now it's open that something like could happen. But I don't think that like every I can't even say I don't think that everybody wants to fuck each other when like my whole friend groups fucking fucked each other. So like I can't even talk. <laughs> I mean, I don't necessarily think everybody wants to fuck each other just because like me personally when I like put someone in the quote-unquote friend zone like I don't see them that way but like obviously if like I leave it kind of ambiguous I don't know it's hard because I'm not putting people in like these boxes necessarily but then there's some people that I'm like oh you're a friend and like usually the people I'm closest to hanging out with when I when I was single like I wasn't looking at them in that way. And like I had mentioned in a previous episode, I thought my best friend wanted to be with me. And I was like, I really don't want to be with her. Like, and you know, we're both queer. Like we're both in the same friend group. We could have been together, but I didn't see her that way. And I I agree with you, Gina. I think it's just a lot of the proximity. Like that's who you're around. That's who you're exposed to. That's who you're being vulnerable with. That's who you have inside jokes with. It Mm -hmm. just, that's your community. It's hard not to develop feelings if your like brain is in that mode I I don't know and like there's that connection I don't know there are a lot of factors that go into it but I I also think like the fact that the queer community in general is smaller than the straight community Mm. it's harder to like stray outside of your friend group if you're not like coming in contact with any other queer people so yeah I think there's like that whole trope too in the straight world where it's like Mm -hmm. can girls have guy friends without it being like whatever. And so that that's why I say like, it's not just a queer thing. Like people have sexual tension between friends all the time. And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to intention. And that goes for no matter what gender you are and no matter who your friends are, if you leave things open and you flirt with your friends, then like, yeah, you're probably going to have a lot of sexual tension with friends and it's probably going to lead to things and like whatever. But if you know how to set boundaries and put people in friend zones and make connections that aren't just sexual, then it's going to be fine. And then your partner has nothing to worry about and you don't have anything to worry about. And like, everything is, is like, okay, mm-hmm. but it's up to you to not blur those lines. Like literally yeah. no matter who you are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I think at this point, this is a good stopping point. We do have some more questions still on this topic, but let's take a little break and we'll get into the rest. Yeah, let's take a break. And we're back. And the next question we have is how do I handle having feelings for my queer best friend? And as I mentioned before, you're going to want to go back and listen to our homoerotic friendship episode um Mm -hmm. just because you know we do talk about that situation and me kind of having like that the opposite of that situation going on so we give advice for I think both sides of it in that episode yeah and I mean really all I would add is that at the end of the day if that's your best friend you're probably going to need to decide if they are going to stay your best friend or if you're going to give it a go uh, cause having that kind of in the middle, like doesn't really seem sustainable in my opinion. Also, if you have feelings for them, the friendships already ruined, just make a move. That's true. That's Hot my advice take, every time. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's already weird. Just make it weirder. 
So another question that we got, what does it mean when somebody obviously queer calls you friend every time they greet you? I feel like the answer is in this question. Is it that they think you're their friend? It's that they're probably friend zoning you really oh, hard. I wasn't, I did not pick up on that, but maybe that's really? just my lack of social skills. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, you know how people, call, I don't know, people use little phrases. Like I used to work with someone who called everyone pals. They'd be like, hey, pal. Right. Hey, pal. We have like, said our advice for everything when it comes to like, oh my God, are they my friend or not? Make it obvious. This person is doing that. If you, if it's not, if they're not a friend, they would be like, hey, babe. Hey, cutie. And then if I okay, try to friend yeah. zone somebody, that's exactly how I would handle it. Hey, bud. Hey, friend. What's up, amiga? That's exactly what I would be sometimes doing. Sometimes you have to do you. that to. Sometimes you have to. Do, you do the opposite though to get them to want you. <laughs> you call them friends so that they're like, no, I don't no, no. Be we're not friend. playing games. It's 2023. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm just saying absolutely people not. Do that. Not me, but people. Sure. Still <laughs> but- no. <laughs> I totally took this as they're friend zoning you. That's a friend zone. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree after that explanation. I didn't think it was necessarily friend zoning, but I didn't think it was like leaving it open. I just thought, you know, that's how that person spoke. So I, I think it could mean friend zoning. It could mean that's how they speak, but like probably nothing romantic coming from there. Yeah, if, if they're they calling like, you friend every time they greet you, they're not about yeah. to like want to see you naked. Yeah, I mean, people want to fuck their friend groups, so maybe, maybe we're assuming. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't take somebody calling me friend all the time as anything other than like they do not want to have sex with me. I would ask. <laughs> I I don't like any vagueness and I also like don't understand anything or anyone so I would just be like why do you call me that every time like what why do you say that and see if they're like yeah just like ask straight up but don't like be too weird about it but just be like why do you say that like do you mean like friend of Dorothy what what's the reference here (laughs) am I missing something um (laughs) thank you for being a friend Okay, well, we have another question. So somebody said, first lesbian relationship. Why is it okay to be friends with exes? How do you stop being jealous? Well, lucky for this person, we do have a friends with exes episode, (laughs) but I personally don't see anything wrong with being friends. I almost, I don't want to say it's a red flag if somebody is not friends with any of their exes, but I see it as a green flag if someone is because it shows that they know how to end a relationship without there being insane turmoil. Mm -hmm. And if like if I was dating somebody who hated all of their exes, I would be like, okay, so one day you're going to hate me. And that sucks to think about. Like, I would hope that my girlfriend would look at my exes and see that as a representation of how I treat people who meant something to me. Yeah. And who no longer quote unquote serve you sexually or romantically. Like you still have that respect for who they are as a person. Right. Beyond yeah, like that just because I'm not fucking you. I can't talk to you ever again. Like, <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. No. I think it shows a lot of maturity, but it also depends on like those boundaries that they have with the ex. Like I had an ex who slept in bed with her ex more than she slept in bed with me. So like, there's like different levels to the shit. Like 
it's cool if they're friends maybe not that kind of friend though uh <laughs> so yeah. I think you know it kind of depends but it just shows a level of maturity and like ability to move on without drama and animosity hopefully like I know sometimes people stay friends and there still is yeah uh, that dynamic but I think if for the most part as long as there's like respect involved that's why it's okay um right. and also because the community is so small it's hard to not run into people especially if yeah, you're and, local. and if you're somebody who is getting jealous about it I think something to just like evaluate is I whenever I get jealous over anything I just think like what is it that I'm really feeling? Because is she really going to leave me over this like little flirt conversation that happened? Is she really going to leave me over this like crush that she has over a new coworker? Mm -hmm. Now, if it's an ex, I understand being jealous of like inside jokes that they might have or something that you're like, well, I want you to have that with me. Or like you said, you're doing this more with them than you are with right. me. But um, if you really know, like they're not getting back together and I have nothing to worry about, that's what I would lean on to not be jealous. Mm -hmm. And if you start to feel like there is something there, then that's when you have a conversation where you just either get reassurance, let them know you're feeling some type of way. Um, but unfortunately, being friends with your ex is something that is very common in the queer community. Actually, I don't think it is unfortunate. So I take that back. <laughs> being friends with your ex is something that's common in the queer community. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And so, um, it's just kind of something you have to like learn, which it does come with maturing. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. a hot take, but mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like we don't own our partners. They can do what they want freely. And like, if they are friends with this person that they used to have that connection with, but they're choosing to come back to you, like that's a really good sign for you that if they keep returning I mean obviously not everyone respects boundaries not everyone's trustworthy but like if that person is they're a good person to be with so that's like yeah. even more of a green flag on top of it and yeah I think with the jealousy I think like as long as you're getting your needs met there shouldn't be anything to be jealous about right and if you're not getting your needs met that's a conversation that needs to be had with your partner so for so sure the next question we have is how can queer friend groups benefit you when you're in them? Uh, so obviously you can take this like the networking route. They can help you meet other queer people that you can maybe like date or like also become friends with because queer people tend to know other queer people somewhat. Mm -hmm. And then also it's just like seeing yourself, not, your, not, not even necessarily yourself because we're all so different, but just like having commonalities with people you're friends with is yeah. important and it's nice to have differences too but you'll still have differences between other queer people for sure I feel like even in one of the first questions we got they had said I know it's important to help me feel seen and understood and that's exactly mm -hmm. what you were saying like yes we're all different yes there's a lot of differences between everyone's queer experience but having a queer friend group you are going to understand levels of life that straight people are just not going to get. And that's not to say you can't have straight friends by any means. Like I have, so I have such enriched friendships with my straight friends, like not to knock it at all, 
-hmm. but there is a different kind of magic when I'm just running around with my gays, being gay, saying gay shit, making gay jokes. And I don't know, there is just a new, a different like dynamic. And I don't think either of us are good at like explaining what it is, but it is different to have like your gaggle of gays and just being a part (laughs) of that is such a unique experience that I wouldn't give up. It's one of my favorite things about being gay is the community aspect. And so, do you ever like look around the room and you're like, wow, we're all queer here. And it just like warms your heart. Like you're just like, feels so seen in that moment. I don't know. I love that. I love that feeling. Yeah. Um, I also think for me personally too, because I do live far away from my family. And I think this can also be true for people who aren't close with their family or also don't live near their families. Um, My queer friend group, we really rely on each other because we are the first point of contact when we're out here away from all of our families. And again, that doesn't mean you have a bad relationship with your family, but if I'm sick, my mom's not going to fly across the country to help me out. My one friend, whenever like she's got something going on, you know, I've gone and ran to the pharmacy for her. I've had friends like offer stuff when like someone's car is in the shop and we just help each other Mm -hmm. out. And so that's a benefit as well from the friend group. And unfortunately being a part of the queer community, sometimes you don't get that family support. So whether or not you have it, giving that to somebody else can be really valuable. And, you know, we need other people to like make life easier. You know, that whole phrase, it takes a village. Like you need your, you need your people. Okay, so here's maybe our last callback of the night. Go listen to our chosen family episode. Uh, we talk a lot about the importance of this. And, you know, the last question we got was actually, I don't have any queer friends. Is that important? And I think it's not necessary, but it's like so validating and like heartwarming and fun. And I think that does make it important, but it's not yeah. like a necessity, but like, you'll probably like it if you make some. So I think, yeah, you, you don't should. have to throw out all your straight friends or anything, <laughs> yeah. but like, there's nothing you sh- if you make a queer friend, you're mm-hmm. probably going to find a lot of fun in that friendship. Yeah. It's not true for everybody, obviously. And it's okay if you don't have queer friends, but I can't recommend it more, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think just listening to this episode and if you go back and listen to the Chosen Family episode, you'll see the importance of it. Um, So you should uh, hop on Hot Mess Being Hotties and find some queer friends. Yeah. (laughs) Shout out to all my friends. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Shout out to all two of you. We love you. (laughs) That was for me, not Gina. (laughs) My two friends. I was like, speak for yourself. I have a lot of friends. Talking about myself. The difference between a Libra and a Cancer. You know what's so nice? I have a lot of gay male friends who listen. So shout out to them for educating themselves on the sapphic side of the of the LGBTQ. We love that. All right. Well, this has been a really fun episode. Thank you for listening. We mentioned tons of other episodes that kind of related to this. So make sure you have liked us, followed us, sent us a review and a rating and subscription, all that good stuff. You can also subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash sapphic survival guide. You can also follow us on any social media platform at sapphic survival guide, except for Twitter, which is just at sapphic survival. 
And for my social media, you can find me anywhere online at the Libra Gina, including my website, thelibragina.com. And um, hello, season two should be coming any week now. So listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform out there because I'm chronically online. Like I said, I have no friends. Class is now dismissed. Bye. Yes, you do have friends.